0: Warning this podcast contains heavy spoilers for not just one movie, but entire franchises. We highly recommend going and watching these movies before listening to us as a companion piece that stitches all the timelines into one creepy, crime ridden story. There will be no more spoiler warnings. We do not break character. After this, there is no turning back. You've been warned. Hit the music.
1: You are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. It's It's alive, it's alive, it's alive.
0: man walks into a bar with an ostrich and a cat and sits at the bar the bartender walks over to them and says what can i get for you the man says i'll have a beer the ostrich says i'll have a beer the cat says i'll have a beer and i'm not buying so the bartender says okay that will be three dollars eighty seven cents the man reaches into his pocket and brings out the exact change and pays him about an hour later the bartender goes back over to them and says what do you guys have the man says, I'll have a beer. The ostrich says, I'll have a beer. The cat says, I'll have a, I'll have a half a beer, and I'm not buying. The bartender gets them the beer and says, that'll be three hundred eighty seven. The man reaches into his pocket and brings out the exact change and pays him. A couple of days later, they come back into the bar, and the bartender walks over and asks, what do you guys want today? The man says, I'll have a scotch. The ostrich says, I'll have a bourbon. The cat says, I'll have half a beer and I'm not buying. So the bartender says, okay, that'll be $7.53. The man reaches into his pocket and brings out the exact change and pays him. The bartender, bartender's curiosity got the best of him and he asks, Why is it that every time I tell you the amount you owe, you always have the exact change in your pocket? The man said, I found a bottle with a genie in it, and she granted me three wishes. My first wish was that I always had the exact change in my pocket for anything I buy. The bartender says, that's a great wish. Better than asking for a million dollars. A million dollars will run out, but you will never run out if, you know, you always have the exact Mm. amount of money in your pocket. What were your other two wishes? The man says, well, that's where I screwed up. I asked for a chick with long legs and a tight pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to It's a Live Alive Podcast. This is a true crime paranormal interstellar podcast covering unbelievable stories that sound like they were ripped straight from the pages of a Hollywood script. I'm your host, the man of many names, the outlaw, Harley Ray, the bruiser, Bronson, Doctor, HR, Steen THC, or you can call me Josh for short. And with me, as always, is my very own Scream Queen, the perfect combination of beauty and brains, the brightest, smokestein, the India, horrid X, but the guts and gore, the gorgeous, the sexy, Amy Rose. Oh, I'm trying not to get sick. <laughs> i've been sick all fucking week
2: in <laughs> fairness yeah you have woke up monday bad.
0: Morning. oh my god the kids didn't know what the fuck to make of it <laughs> I, I like woke up you caught me monday morning to uh, walk him to school yeah and i knew the minute i knew before we were recording the mini sodes, i think the night before yeah i yeah. think we do them on sundays don't we yeah and, and i knew going to bed it was like i feel a bit fucking funny and i woke as soon as i woke up i was like i'm fucked I'm I can tell by you, yeah, fucked. you
2: weren't worried at it. I was
0: like, I'm going to puke. And I was like, it, do you know what it was like? Uh, because all I had to do was get dressed, walk down the stairs, and the boys were waiting for me at the door to walk into mm. school. And the school is literally, like, at the top of our estate. So it's like you walk around the corner of our estate and there's the school. And I remember getting out of that bed, getting into my clothes and thinking, do you know what it felt like was, do you know when you're really, really drunk and you're standing at the spinners, but you just need to get you to your bed?
2: Yeah. Yeah. that's
0: what it was like I needed to get him to school and back to bed as quick as I could before I puked
2: so why didn't you let me take him when I offered
0: because you you would work you had stuff to do you were I mean Amy works from home so I mean you, you were like getting ready to go on the phone lines I just it was going to take me two minutes I'd okay. be home again in two minutes you know I got as far as the corner and just started vomiting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and the two <laughs> boys were just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh fairness to Riley, though, he, he manned up and he was like, Dad, you go home. I'll take Fionn from here. <laughs> oh,
1: <he's laughs> no, so we could see
0: the fucking school at yeah. this point, And I had only planned on taking him another, like, fucking yard or two before I turned around and went home anyway. But uh, I
2: got there. Fionn was very concerned coming out of school. Oh,
0: man, that was a shitty day. The first day of it was bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was just like cramp, nausea, a bit of ease, back to cramp, Aww. nausea, a bit of ease. And then since then, it's just been a lighter version of that for the last few days. Uh, it's not like I can't do stuff. I've been doing stuff. I've been down here yeah. fucking working on oh, this yeah. and stuff. But uh, None of
2: the rest of us have gotten it. A- no. She think it was food poisoning? I don't know. Maybe I tried to kill you.
0: Maybe you did. <gasps> An investigation will be opened. oh oh no i reckon fiona he'd be impartial (laughs) if he if he thought you did the crime he'd rat you up
2: he'd tell me it would be our secret but then he would rat me out
0: (laughs) (laughs) but for that reason this week we're gonna go a little bit more chilled out than our usual heavy heavy tone but i think Mm -hmm. we need to do that from now on i think it needs to be two or three weeks of me fucking hitting heavy heavy stories and then
2: have to be heavy heavy
0: no but i don't mean heavy heavy i mean story heavy script heavy okay big stories and then i need a week where we just we talk stories that are a little easier to digest
2: so like three weeks of hard-hitting journalism and then like your feel-good story
0: yeah because my brain was fucking wiped after that after the the uh, the, uh, exorcism stuff
2: (laughs) it was a lot of it in fairness it, it was felt, a
0: lot. It felt like though, that too oh no, but I said that. Because we had been working on it since Christmas, because there hadn't been an episode since Christmas, mm. it felt like what usually I do in a week lasted forever. It, yeah. it was like ghost faced all over again for me. Because that that lasted for months before we launched.
2: I'm looking forward to what's coming though.
0: What's fucked up is I, I've gotten into all that ghost face stuff again since like at least two more times. <laughs> do you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: I've watched the stab movies with my son since then. You know, mm. all over again.
2: Yeah. I can't get enough.
1: <laughs>
0: but this week, we have been dealing with crazy animals across the board, mm-hmm. which is why I went with an ostrich and cat joke to start with. So
2: I like to hear about ostrich attacks.
0: Ostriches freak me out.
2: They don't freak me out.
0: They freak me out. They they look angry. But do you know why they freak me out? Mm. I think it's because a dude wears my car with the crazy ostriches that attack him. And then the talk kind of got into my head of, well, if an ostrich did decide to fucking attack me with that aggression, what would I do? And they were there in the whole pile you can do. They're, they're, they're a big animal. I mean, have you ever seen them?
2: Have Up you close. ever seen an ostrich? There was
0: ostrich farms yeah, all, all over this country for a while. I don't know. cool,
2: was Are they emus? Oh, I, no, no, they, are no, they ostriches. were more
0: emu. were they emus. Uh,
2: I just think you might have a fear of things with long necks.
0: Yeah, I don't like drafts. I don't that's... like Yeah, I like drafts. I like to look at drafts. But when I saw that video of the drafts <laughs> chasing down the cat, have you ever seen that yeah, video?
2: Yeah, I showed you.
0: Yeah, the, the, those people and they're like driving and the draft is literally like tearing trees down, <laughs> fucking chasing down after them. And that's when I realized drafts were something to be feared. Before that, I had no problem with drafts. But as soon as I saw that video, I was like, oh shit, yeah, we need to stay fucking well clear of them.
2: That looks like a once in a. Blue Moon, kind of thing. Elephants
0: there. don't bother me, though. I like elephants.
2: Elephants come back for revenge, Josh. After they've killed you. Oh, t- so I mean, we talked
0: about that on um Real Monsters this week. Real Monsters. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it
2: was yeah Real, Real Monsters. We
0: thought we were talking about uh, criminal animals. Criminal <laughs> animals. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, where was I going with that? Yeah, I don't like drafts. No, because of that video. I'd, I'd go to the zoo and look at a draft. I wouldn't go running from it or anything like that. <laughs>
2: would you go into the reptile
0: house spider house i i mean like i know i I don't like big spiders but when they had tarantulas over in the pet store they were all behind glass cases i went over and i had a look no problem
2: see when we first met i thought that i genuinely got the feeling from you that you wouldn't even be that close like it would
0: i told you there was that fear like there was Uh, a king like i hated. it if i saw a big like one of those hunter ones coming into the house i free used to freak (laughs) the fuck out You know, which was funny because at the time I was also president of a fucking motorcycle club, so I was supposed to be the big tough guy, and I was like running out of the room with the sight of a spider. But it was just the kind of thing of, there was that stage, you know, when you're in... The early days of being an adult and you're broke all the fucking time and I was taking jobs, any job I could get and I was working with that guy clearing all fucking houses and sheds yeah. and stuff like that, dead people's houses. We've discussed yeah. it before when we were talking about the possibility of bringing ghosts into the house mm. but there was um, just a case of one day, I can't remember what it was but we had some bill we had to fucking pay and it was like we, we had to get it paid now. I don't know, was this something to do with the car or something? But Mm. but again, this is like an early on, you know, Riley was a baby, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember we went to this place and we would clear out this shed. And this shed was overgrown and fucking, it was just full of old stuff. And Mm -hmm. it was just covered in spiders. And I remember standing outside there looking in there and thinking to myself... Uh, I kinda just have to suck it up if I if I wanna get this bill paid, I gotta oh, suck it yeah. up and just get on with it. And ever since then they just haven't bothered me anymore. It's but remember not an you issue.
2: came home that evening and you were sitting on Riley's bed and you were all in black and the three of us sitting there and you were reading Riley's story and you were all in black and next thing I could see this black thing running it was that big running across your arm. That was all in black, like it was yeah. that fucking big and you took it off. It was huge. You brought everybody. them home with you like but that was
0: it after that, we just like focus at the same time. If one came crawling up on me now, I'd jump up and I'd swat it off me and, and all that shit. But you've seen I've gotten even gentler when it comes to spiders. I, I used to be of the oh, mentality yeah, before. Yeah. I would just squash it the minute you see it. Mm. And now I see a spider and it's like, how can we get it out the door? Yeah. I'm getting soft in my old age.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think when we brought in the outside stuff, though, we had no choice but to accept that there would be spiders in this house. What do
0: you mean the outside stuff?
2: We brought in. There was a trike outside. Do you remember, we brought it into the oh, playroom. Oh fuck me,
0: yeah. That this was bad. one time, when that was we, bad. The, one of the boys left their their tricycle outside the back garden overnight during the summer, and the next day we brought it inside and we put it in the playroom and. One of us were passing. I think it was you. Who was pa- you were passing? <laughs> I was and passing and you passing, caught I me. You double
1: take. Yeah, and it
0: was like twilight kind of. So the sun was going down, and and, and there was just cause the light was golden hour like Yeah, life, kind of yeah. listening into the playroom, and you could just see the car, Those the treads. web everywhere, mm-hmm. just running all over the fucking. It room. It was kind of
2: pretty, like, but it was it also disturbing. It was also like
0: oh shit!
2: <laughs> get the fuck back outside. Get the Hoover.
0: Get the <laughs> fucking trike out of here. Get the just Hoover the fucking and fucking just start fucking cleaning. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> so there are fucking animal horror stories. They're insect horror stories. We don't have any insect
2: oh, horror stories. Oh then I didn't learn my lesson that time and I brought in another outside bike, the the, the little fire engine one, and yeah. next thing I put it down in the middle of of the kitchen to like clean it off and there was just earwigs fucking everywhere. Ugh. Everywhere falling
0: out <laughs> of it. And we got um we got a little mouse friend around here. We talked about him like in the last week or two. We can't catch this little prick. Mm-mm. We've got traps down everywhere. We've got the humane traps. We've got the inhumane traps because if he's going to be cheeky, we got to put him down. But
2: well, he is cheeky more than once. I've seen him nearly do a backflip and skid in the ground when he realises yeah, that we've, we've seen him. Like, him, like yeah. peek
0: out at us to see if we're looking. And if and he then catches us looking, chance, he, yeah. he, 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 he'll go away. And if he, he thinks we're not looking, then he'll make a run for it and we'll catch him going under the fucking door. But I can't catch. I just can't catch him. There's nothing I can do to catch. Him. Remember last week we thought we had him in the bin. We heard him in the bin. Yeah. We closed the top of the bin. We got the bin outside, <laughs> and then we realized he had put a hole in the bottom of our bin. And
2: the bin was cut. Go- yeah, he was, and gone. he was
0: gone. Yeah, just just gone.
2: By the time you released the chocolate finger fingers, fucking wild.
0: mouse hunt. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're Lee Evans and that other dude and it was mouse r- trap.
2: It's ridiculous. Mouse hunt. Oh, mouse trap, trap is again. game. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But speaking of it, before we get into like animal attack stuff. Have you had any negative experiences with animals?
2: A guinea pig bit me once.
0: Yeah? Your <laughs> dad got bit by a ferret. Oh
2: <gasps> my dad got bit by a ferret. Oh my god. It was no, I'm sorry, Dad. It was really awful. Like it was. But I you see my dad's a he he he's a messer, like he is a big oh, joker. Yeah. And sometimes you don't know whether he's being serious or not. And he had ferrets when he was younger. And I came home one day from college for the weekend and he's sitting there with two white ferrets. And he's like, do you want to sit down and hold him? And I was like, yeah, no bother. And I had one in my hand, and he's sitting across from me. And the ferret's up on his shoulder. And next thing, he starts, like, grabbing his earlobe, and he's going red. And he's like, ah, ah, the ferret's biting me. And the ferret's snout was in my dad's fist as well. And I was like, he's taking the piss. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And dad's getting, like, redder and redder. And I was like, oh. (laughs)
1: oh shit
2: I had to go over and obviously like they don't they don't open their jaws once they bite Yeah, so I had no choice but to grab this first and rip it from my dad's ear like I can still I can still remember the noise of it and oh there was blood everywhere
0: and once they're bloodthirsty they're bloodthirsty
2: oh once they're bloodthirsty yeah yeah once they get to the taste for it all so they lasted about a week (laughs) (laughs) and then they found a nicer home no not a, a better not a nicer home a better home
1: in the sky no, no josh
2: <laughs> i actually think they were given to a guy that uh jesus ferret and services so,
0: yeah. but to be fair to you you don't know what your dad i there's like a lot of times where i just have to like give like after dad says something i have to stare at his expression for a good <laughs> five to ten seconds he's very good at holding it though, my, yeah. to make up my mind whether he's <laughs> taking the piss or whether he's being serious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's very good at keeping his straight face, that bit.
0: <laughs> well, uh,
2: I think I cl- kind of clicked when he was nearly purple. Huh? I kind of clicked when he was nearly purple, like that he wasn't messing.
0: No, I know that would be very gentle boy, when it comes to animals, especially. Oh, him, my God. Your dad, my dad loves animals. Him. Yeah, he, I think he, he gets on better with animals than he does with people half the time. Him yeah. and that fucking cat are, like, stuck to the hip
2: Best boys, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't
0: think of anything. I mean, we were... I was more the fucking terror to the animals than the other way around when I was a child. Especially cows. All cows got it harder where we lived. See, the thing was, like, we lived, we live in a town, so it was weird. But do you, do you know where the hospital is? The the, the the private hospital. Do you go cow tipping? No, you, uh, that, I don't think it's a real thing.
2: And neither do I.
0: No, we used chase this shit out of them. But um, it, basically, there it was, like, this big wall in our estate. And went over the wall... Like, it's like between all these fucking uh, regular urban housing estates, there's just one fucking field. And in that field, greyhounds were kept uh, in little runs. And then there was cows, a bunch of cows kept. Don't know where the farm was. No idea where the farm was. No idea where the cows the cows went and came. They were just there. We just sometimes we'd look over the wall. The cows would be there. Sometimes they wouldn't. The field would be empty. That's crazy. So I don't know. <laughs> but when they were there, we would plague them. Every time they got anywhere near to our wall, we would go over. But then it would be like you know the panic of trying to. Get, especially when we were smaller, yeah. the wall was a bigger wall, so you'd have to run and run up the wall to, get, to try and grab on and get over. Mm. And if there was a bull in there, it was always like we the, the boys obviously start fucking pushing each other, like "Go on, I dare you to go in?" And you'd, everyone would be going in and trying to get up before the bull would fucking come over and all that. And no, I don't think the bull ever once made any attempt to come near any of us. But you know the way kids are. Yeah, saying, hey, he's coming, he's coming, nah. he's coming! Jump, 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 jump jump, 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 jump. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we drove those cars fucking demented. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they were getting sour milk from that place, definitely. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've ever been attacked by any animal. Never attacked? Not that I can think of. Had a few dogs run at me back, but they never actually do anything.
2: We had a dog once that went uh, missing. And uh we found him in the back fields, but like my best friend she lived like two doors down what well, now two doors down in the country, like that kind of distance she so, and she had like two dogs that knew me, but they didn't like my dog because he was new, but like they were attacking him while I was lying like on him to stop him from them from attacking him, I suppose sure. I was about maybe like. Twelve or 30, yeah. Dad brought me to the pub afterwards, and he was like, "Well, you'll never guess what happened tonight." But it was we were all out looking for him, and my one of the lads used to work for Dad kind of spotted me, and he went like, "And the know, dogs and Dad, left you alone?" Dogs, oh, Blackie, and what was the other guys? I can't, I can't remember. Two big labradors. They left me alone, but their teeth were bare, and they were going right in under me to get at Oscar, but Jesus. they didn't touch me because they knew me, I suppose. That's mental. Mm, not once they touched me, actually. Yeah. And then we were best friends again afterwards. Everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was getting on, no problem. Everybody got
2: on, no problem.
0: <laughs> but I find that crazy, like that, because uh, Riley finds it amazing how uh, Sammy around here will do anything I tell her to do. do you know, I, and, and even when any of you kind of roar uh, something at her, she'll kind of give me a look first to see oh, if yeah. she gets the nod to go do what she's been told by somebody else. Unless I'm not in the house, yeah. And it's crazy just how animals do got do oh, have yeah. that fucking right into them that there's like someone in the house they look at and for her it's you and me Mm -hmm. you know she'll look at one of the two of us if the kids say something to see and when we're not around like Riley has said she will do as I've heard her fucking I've heard Riley roar fucking commands at her
2: oh yeah we're not when just roaring out. to has to be no, hers, you know, but like, but go yeah, to yeah.
0: bed, Sammy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she'll just take off out, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it's Or, just,
2: like, in the mornings when we're getting ready for school and come down, but he, like, open the back door for her, and, 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 you know, she listens to him now.
0: Well, it's mm-hmm. just amazing how smart they are, how they just seem to fucking... Oh, yeah. Figure out how it all works, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, just follow... I, I hate saying commands, but it is... No, like, but I think it, like,
2: it's intuition as well, because sometimes I just have to look at Sammy, and it's nearly, like, a slight move of the, like... Mirror, like that kind of way, and she knows, and she's over beside you. Like well, myself, a a that dog it's at this a... point,
0: how just looks. Yeah, they, she knows. Like if I look at her this way, it's okay to do that. If I look at her that way, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, like last so oh, last week when she came in here and pissed all over the rug, and after oh, that, she knew that uh, boy. she wouldn't even look at me for <laughs> about <laughs> two days. She just every time she kind of glanced over at her, she'd look away as fast as you she could, could. Nearly
2: hear her, her internal monologue going, "I'm sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> well, uh we talk about that because again like i said we're going to talk about real crazy animals today
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh are you leading in i know you're doing two before i do a big one at the end mm-hmm. uh, but um are you leading in with the dog or the bear
2: i lead in with the dog
0: i suppose we were just talking about dogs so let's go with it yeah. i actually know we'll progress
2: it. we'll go dog bear shark
0: yes okay Cool. but uh yeah the dog kind of i'll be honest with you, this story creeps me up because Let's face it. The bear one you're going to get into next that most people know about already is a it's rare a one anomaly. In a million, million. <laughs> but uh, but this this dog thing is uh, something that can oh, happen absolutely. very very easy to anybody at any stage in time. So I find this to be almost like fucking just horror.
2: Well, just to put it into perspective for you, mm-hmm. it's about a rabid dog, and rabies kills fifty nine thousand people people worldwide a year like yeah Mm -hmm.
0: how does rabies affect people does it affect us the same way as dogs do we go a fucking mental and zombie oh yeah
2: yeah yeah. now there's different not different types of rabies you you you, you pretty much aren't recovering from rabies ever no matter like how fast you catch it like once you've got it and it is actually scary because the incubation period like you could what once it sets in not not sets in but once it's there it can take anywhere from four days to six years for shit to go south like so, so uh, it could be brewing in you for six years, and then the symptoms start to show. But so there's you might no way know for that's a long it. Time. There's no way of diagnosing rabies until you have the symptoms. Okay. And then by the time the symptoms appear, I think maybe a handful of fourteen or fifteen people have ever fucking been recorded as surviving. But what happens to you? Like? So you get hallucinations. You get hydrophobia. What's uh, hydrophobia? Hydrophobia is a fear of water.
0: Okay, so you just uh, develop a fear of
1: water.
2: Yeah, you can get uncontro- uncontrolled excitement. Uh, violent movements, vomiting, nausea, uh, and inability to move parts of the body, confusion, loss of consciousness. But like, it's scary the the the, the fear of water because it, it's nearly like a, like a sentient virus, nearly in that way because it kind of it spreads through the saliva glands. So if you have a fear of water. You're, and you're not able to swallow things like that, you're not going to be wanting to drink. So all that is, it's building inside your mouth, like because you're not washing it away. like.
0: That's Do you know what's crazy? Yeah. All the symptoms you just listed.
2: Are what you have had this week? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Fuck me,
0: no, thank God, no. <laughs> well, um, fucking Regan McNeil, the exorcism. Hallucinations In and out of things
2: Who are not coming out of rabies Oh I know
0: that But I'm just saying they, The similarities uh, they don't, well, One in a million chance maybe But I mean like I suppose if you're that far along but what I'm saying is like, even down to what you say, the aversion to water, mm. would, be, would that not explain the holy water fucking being the thing that made her freak out? Especially when Father Karras afterwards said that it wasn't holy water or sprinkled on her at all, but regular fucking water. If the rabies is giving you an aversion to water, could that not have been the fucking thing that was like, know, so obviously it wasn't because they would have said, oh she had rabies later and <laughs> yeah. said she's you know um, this amazing person who survived this level of rabies and came back from it and then then it would have been some divine fucking thing because the priests would have prayed the rabies away <laughs> but uh, yeah. all i'm saying is if i was a doctor and they were going through all those other things i would have thought about maybe rabies Especially when it was the, when the water thing came up. It's like, oh yeah, she freaked out when holy water hit her. Or when she thought holy water hit her. Oh, she freaked out when water hit her. Maybe she's got rabies.
2: Yeah, I suppose if I was a doctor. And so that green that was shit. like
0: Maybe she has rabies. She thinks she's a demon. Maybe she has rabies. She's in and out of consciousness. Maybe she has rabies. Yeah. Has she been around any fucking wild animals? <laughs> has she been bitten by a rat, a mouse stone? That fucking in that are fucking actually the least likely to carry constantly. rabies, believe it or not. Do you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they had that thing of the windows were wide open. Did the, the, the night park thinings died? Maybe a fucking back came and a bit bitter. I mean, because I know that plays a big part in the story <laughs> you're about to tell. So.
2: Bats, yeah, dogs usually are, they're they're, they're the biggest spreaders of rabies, but bats are only a big spreader of rabies because their bites are so small that they go undetected a lot, like.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah,
2: yeah, So that's that but, um,
0: there. But that's it. Uh, to be honest, when it came to rabies, I had always heard of it as a dog kind of disease. Yeah, So uh, yeah. I would have associated it with a disease for dogs. I wouldn't have thought of humans getting rabies. I wouldn't have thought of other animals getting rabies because anytime you saw it in TV or cartoons or movies, it was a rabid dog. Oh, I suppose Chris Benoit used to be the rabid wolverine So I suppose it could happen to any of them
2: I think the statistic in America is that Like 90% but of rabies me, cases In right. humans are caused by dogs
0: That is irony That is that is irony right? What's irony? That Chris Benoit was called the rabid wolverine And then eventually went Maybe. absolutely batch of crazy and killed his whole family
2: Maybe <laughs> Yeah
0: okay Anyway back to rabies <laughs>
2: okay so the story basically centers around the trentons so they were Vic, donna and their son tad so Vic was working in advertising and donna was just a stay-at-home housewife and tad was described as the type of sensitive boy that didn't you know he was scared of monsters in his closet all
0: right kind of like well, i really used to kind of be like that i mean since he got into watching horror he's not so much but um when he was very, very young, he could have been. He used to be a bit tense, so we had to start putting up the dream catchers and all this kind of shit around the place. So. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: We understand
2: that exactly. kind of child. So the Trenton family needed to repair their car, and they took it to the local uh, mechanic, and that was Joe Camber, for some repairs. And there they met the star of the story, a dog named Cujo. Oh, St. Like name. Oh, I love the breed, St. Bernard's.
1: Yeah.
0: Cujo just sounds like a nice name, to be honest with you. You know what that means? I don't wonder does Cujo have a meaning. (sighs) Meaning of the name Cujo. Oh, my God. There are baby names.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) No,
0: no, no, no. What does Cujo mean in English? Okay, I don't... it seems to be a Portuguese thing. I don't know. Oh, uh, oh it means um, in dog names, it means loving, loyal, brave, and resilient with ship and courage.
2: Well, that so. was a bit misnamed. Huh? Misnamed. Okay. <laughs> I
0: don't know. You tell me.
2: I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'll let you make your own mind up, I suppose. But I. Oh, I should Point out at this stage as well because it does play in later into the story that uh Vic and Donna, their marriage wasn't great at the time, okay. And Donna was having an affair with uh, her ex boyfriend, uh, Steve.
0: So I was, uh what her husband's name was Vic. Was Vic a bit of a dick?
2: Uh no, I don't think so. I don't think Vic was a bit of a dick from what I've heard. Uh, there, there, there's been no. So, so Donna, Donna was there. being a bit of a
0: dick. Donna was being a bit of a dick. <laughs> okay.
2: And so was Steve. Don't just blame Donna. Steve oh, knew yeah. she was.
0: Yeah. Well, to be honest, I've always had this story, uh, debate. I, I, uh, who is really to blame in a cheating scenario? The person who is cheating on someone or the person who is helping the person cheat? Do They're
2: you know? both just as guilty as each other, though, I think.
0: Yeah. No, I admit they're both doing wrong, but I still think the person who is cheating is doing worse than the person who is helping them cheat.
2: But if you're a good person, you oh, if you're, you're a good person, to... you
0: wouldn't do it. But you're still single in this situation, and not really a fault. Yeah, yeah. If you were, you if you were good morals and you were a decent person, <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, yeah, okay, I shouldn't probably do this, but <laughs> you know. But. Uh, but
2: then, if you watch the Bridges in Madison County, I'd never say Clint Eastwood is an asshole.
0: I've never seen that movie.
2: Oh, you should watch
0: that. Yeah, sounds like my kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. one of those movies that Amy would be like, let's watch, let's watch, let's watch and ten minutes and she would be asleep and i would be sitting there watching some fucking romance. I do if I want to watch Clint Eastwood, it's not in a romance.
2: He's okay. Fine.
0: <laughs> fine, I'll watch it myself Watching him in dirty Harry or fucking something. <laughs>
2: Anyway, so, where was it? Oh yeah, they had taken their car to, to Mr. Camber, if we call him Joe. Because I can't keep can saying that name. Mr. Camber. Mr. Camber to Mr. Joe for Camber. some repairs. And they Mr. met Joe. Cujo there and Donna said that she had noticed at the time that Cujo had a bite in his nose. But it was only like a tiny little mark. Very it. observant, Donna, huh? Well, I suppose the, the dog was over. The dog was supposed to be very friendly at this stage it's over playing funny, with them. Yeah. like, And obviously, if has
0: so yeah, yeah when you see a dog with a bit of a mark, Definitely, yeah, a bit right. of cut, yeah. Like, you do kind of notice it yeah people are way more sympathetic to dogs than they because me, oh, yeah. a, a Riley, and myself talked about it lately when he watched um halloween at halloween the first one the yeah. 1970s one mm. and for most of that i think i mentioned it on one of the patreon shows or on the weekend update but he was um all for the movie until fucking michael myers killed the dog and it was like dad why did he kill the dog? And I was like, well he just killed about four or five people before this and he's like, Oh yeah. So he did. But now I hate him because he killed the dog. <laughs> <laughs> <And that's it. laughs> Once he killed the dog, he he was the bad guy. No, All the no. people beforehand, they were just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Disposable <laughs> And a lot of people feel that way. People fucking have no, like we talked about Barry Kuhn
2: yeah. or whatever
0: he calls himself. I, 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 he's second him I don't know it's Keoghan you're Irish man Keoghan Kyogan. I don't know any Kyogans in Ireland
2: I do without a H
0: anyway it, it, to, to most of the world he is like this super he, he got introduced as this massive actor on the Hollywood stage to Irish people he was introduced to us as that little scumbag fuck that shot the cat and fucking love hate that everybody hated
2: I forgot he shot the cat as well. He
0: was on the front page of every Irish tabloid. Every granny in Ireland, every fucking active animal activist in Ireland hated his character, hated him. And fucking he was slid. I think he himself even said like that he had grannies given up to him in the street. Serious? And, uh, yeah. uh, and it was obviously... A fake fucking scene. It was, it was oh, a, it's a gangster show called Love Hate, and he was uh, supposed to be a teenager holding a gun for one of the other gangsters, mm. and he was showing off to his friends. So he shot the cat in the the estate,
1: mm.
0: and poor Barry ends up getting a bullet in his head for his troubles before the end of that season. But uh, that was the start of his career for us. Spoiler. Here.
2: What? I said spoiler, not spider. Spider. <laughs> <I go>, what? <laughs> You should have seen him jump.
0: <laughs> I went right. The boys had this spider that they made for Halloween. Oh, I got me the other day as well. Yeah. Oh, I've dumped it now. It has caught me three times last week Mm-mm. because I, I thought it was gone for ages. It was like we put it away. So I think it got stuck behind one of the chairs in the fucking oh, kitchen. Oh, okay. And I was cleaning the shit out of the place the last day. And next thing, I pull, I'm put pulling it apart, like, the cushions on the, the chair. <laughs> and next thing, this big black spider jumps out at me. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> because this isn't, like... A, a regular size no, this is like this, is tr- this is fucking
2: big bigger tranchula than tranchula tranchula,
0: Yeah, so I jumped it's a piece of paper that's in the shape a black piece of paper in the shape of a spider the
2: thing I about just, them is if they get crumpled at all they look like yeah? they're off on legs
0: and then the next day uh, uh, two days later I'm like hoovering around the same chair <laughs> and it fell down the back of the chair again and I jumped and I was like know, fuck you and I just crumpled it is up and Why why
2: you just have to take it the hoover back
0: And into the bin <laughs> it is gone <laughs> anyway Kujo and he's Bite mark on his nose
2: And the bite mark On his little, yeah. Yep so, But Donna said That she had noticed it But that she You know He was happy He was friendly He was playing with With Tad So like What it? So they left the, the car there And Donna was to go back Joe uh, after a few days To collect it And Vic was gone off On uh, He worked in advertising So he was gone off On this business trip No Yeah But In the meantime While Joe Had the car repair, And was getting worse Okay and Joe's wife and son went off to visit her sister for a few days, so they were gone out of the house. Yeah. And then the dog, um well like it really set in and it it killed Joe, and it killed his neighbour, who obviously came over to visit Joe after Joe was killed, and that was Gary Parvier.
0: It's should mauled them like.
2: Mauled him. Mauled him. Yeah, he'd go crazy.
0: Fucking ripped the throat out. Fucking absolutely batshit crazy. Oh, man, that'd be.
2: Absolutely batshit. And yeah.
0: there, so this is like Beethoven gone fucking wild.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I prefer Beethoven.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, after...
0: Oh, that's a movie idea. What? We could pitch that idea, right? We'll take the story of this wild dog Cujo. Yeah. And we'll, we'll have Cujo versus Beethoven. Okay. Like Freddy versus Jason. It would be awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: How is Beethoven winning? Huh? I don't... F- I, I feel like Beethoven because, yeah, Beethoven's not coming out of that one. Yeah. With Cujo. Let's see. <laughs> so Donna and Tad went back to collect the car from Joe um but they find joe dead mm-hmm. and they get into the car
0: find a bit of joe over here a bit of joe, joe over, over there, there a bit of joe down there everywhere yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. and uh, they realize that uh cujo's got absolutely fucking nuts and they try to get into the car well they are they do get into the car but they try to escape okay yeah and the alternator dies Oh, mm-hmm. I know that feeling
0: That's happened to me before That That's not nice
2: No, so they are stuck in this car With the rabbit dog, with Cujo, Absolutely fucking losing its mind And the thing about with rabies is, As well as particular I don't know if this one happens to humans I presume it must though But um, with dogs, loud noises Freak them the fuck out, so they could be like you know through like a lull period of like you know just of, being asleep, yeah. and next thing they hear a loud noise, and they're back to this like Ferocious rabid like, yeah yeah exactly crazy.
1: exactly.
0: What, question for you: So this ha- what what year did this happening? Did you say nineteen seventy seven? Oh, even the decade. Is just, I'm wondering. So I'm wondering the there's 70s. no phone or Wi-Fi here. Like there was
2: a phone in the house. No, but I
0: mean there's no no phone in their pocket. So I'm no just phone wondering. In their how long would it take the rabies to kill the dog? How long would they have to stay in this car without food and water to to
2: so rabies, outlive the dog? Rabies, usually, I actually have a statistic for that here. Uh, rabies kills anywhere from...
0: So I'm just gonna sing for a while.
2: (laughs) It was I can't find her. It was I. I think it was between like six to nine days.
0: Okay. Yeah, you can't survive that. Not now. Where were they from? L.A. Was it L.A. Texas? Texas. Texas. So it's hottest. Oh my god!
2: I mean, like it was so hot in this car at the time that uh, that Tad he started having convulsions.
0: Is Is it like summertime or what?
2: It was pretty much the height of summer. Yeah, yeah.
0: So hot, hot. So if you don't have water that day, you're probably dead,
2: or you're dying of heat stroke or dehydration. Yeah yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So every time Donna tried to escape, Cujo would hear, or else the phone would go off inside the house. Donna said at one stage, but and Vic, drive the fucking bonkers. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And Vic, in the meantime, had been trying to call as well because he wasn't getting any answer from from at home. Like so.
0: He wanted to see if she had made it out there. To, exactly to, you know, to get if the I had car something like. Something that happened in the meantime. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Have something that happened on the way mm. beforehand or on the way. But back. when Cujo
2: was here on the phone, he was freaking out. So, so there was it was pretty much a fucking vicious circle for her. So then, in the end, she's kind of like Tad is convulsing, and you know, as a parent, like you're like, "Why? Well, gotta do it. Suck it up. Suck it up and go." And then, but Cujo bit her on the leg when she did manage to get out of the car. So. She fourth back inside the car. Would that give her rabies? It can, it can. But the fact that she knew, knew that she would be bit by a rabid dog, she'd be able to get treatment before the symptoms set in see that's but the thing like
0: symptoms could set in so quick that you're fucked like i mean if,
1: if, no if you're it's not out? so
2: quick that you're fucked it's just that one symptom set in if you don't know that you've been infected by rabies one symptom set in you're fucked because it's the only way to know that you have rabies okay. but if you have been well, bit have with it's something it's that has been identified or, yeah. that has rabies
0: which is yeah. usually why if you're bit by by something but if you're bit by a wild animal, oh, in you go straight, yeah, Especially you go, in America, America like, they will instantly fucking.
2: That's uh, it, like because you don't you know a, what it was for yeah, yeah.
0: Because it's like we don't know if they but had or it. But then it can they lie test dormant. You for rabies instantly.
2: Exactly, but it's not that it kills you instantly. You can lie dormant in your system for up to six years, and then say, "Oh well." It's
0: but that's to go. why they yeah. test you for it straight exactly. away what if you're bitten for an animal by
2: an animal over there. Exactly, but it can like if if you're if you're a dog in America. It's actually dangerous in America to have a fucking dog. If, if your dog sneezes on you and it has rabies, and like one of those like saliva particles gets into your eye, gets into your mouth, that's easily transmi- transmissible that way as well. Like. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So in the end, she made another attempt again at getting out of the car, but Cujo heard the phone ring this time, and so she went back in. And then Vic came home, To Donna Because he was so worried Okay He came back to the house When he got back to the house He found the house ransacked And obviously Donna and Tad Not there So he knew That Donna had been having An affair with Steve Okay Yeah So he put it down to Steve
0: Oh, he reckoned Steve had done something he to Donna. He reckoned
2: that Steve had done something to Donna and made up. Because,
0: with him. Don, because Steve had trashed the house. Ex- Why did he trash the house? Did she break up she with him or something? She broke up with him. Yeah, okay. exactly.
2: So when Vic came home, he saw the house trashed and he knew that, they, that, they, that so she had, Donna put had an been end to trying
0: us. to mend her ways exactly. and fix her marriage and, and all this kind of shit. And this Ex- guy decided, fuck her. When he got to the house and there was no one there, he trashed the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Which so, But when Vic called the, the cops. Ps-
0: fuck when. The wife goes missing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look good when the ex lover, the jilted lover, trashes the house and the man yeah. <laughs> the woman is missing.
2: So when Vic's called the cops and they went and they found Steve, and Steve admitted to trashing the house, but he didn't have any idea where Don and Tad were. And that's when it clicked with Vic that they're obviously they had to be over at Cambridge or Joe's house. So they sent over one of the deputies and a few hours passed and there was no sign of the deputy coming back. So they reckon that the deputy get into the house. He finds Joe's dead. He takes out his gun. This is what they think happened. That he took out his gun, tried to shoot Cujo, but Cujo attacked him. Okay. Yeah. Um.
0: So Cujo's got like, Three people on his body count at this point. Three he's,
2: people, he's, yeah. This
0: rabid dog has killed two people and a, and a cop now at this point.
2: Yeah, exactly. Fucking exactly. It. So Donna could hear all this going on and she knew that Cujo, he was distracted at this stage. And uh, she took the opportunity then at that stage to go to the house to try and get some water for Tad. I think the, the aim was to go to the house to get water, to bring it back. Yeah. Because he was so bad. But then Cujo clicks that She's after getting out of the car again. And she, he comes running at her. But she managed to get a baseball bat. And it broke in half. Okay. But then she stabs Cujo through the chest with that. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah, so she was able to go to the house then... Oh, but before that, this is how they know that, they, that, that, the, that the cop must have tried to shoot Cujo. She managed to get her hands on the cop's gun that she said was lying in the middle of the ground. Okay. Yeah, and she managed to make her way over to the house... But she brought Tad with her this time. Obviously, I would have done the same. Dog's fucking yeah. dead. Dog's fucking dead like. And she brings uh, Tad in. She said she was just giving him water. And he was starting to come around because he'd stopped breathing for, in, in the meantime. And he was starting to come around. And next thing, Cujo came running back in.
0: Fucking yeah, yeah, into the
2: house. Neither uh,
0: the living fucking dead dog. <laughs> uh,
2: but luckily, she had the gun here her this time.
0: Okay.
2: So just blew the dog away.
0: And before you all feel bad about the dog, it, it had rabies. It, it was, was going, going to, to die one way or the other. And it was a murderer. <laughs> it killed three, three people already. Can
2: you call it a murderer? Huh? If, if a human had rabies and it went around killing people.
0: you probably get, get off on a technicality there. Yeah. Well, you're dying in a, about
2: five days anyway. but Oh,
0: yeah. But yeah, if you manage to survive it, you'd definitely be diminished responsibility, 100%. Saying that, if you you check out my mini-monsters this week, there was a bunch of weevils that were brought to court over some shit. So, I mean, you never know. It depends on what country and what generation you're born into, to be honest with you. Yeah. (laughs) I've also done a piece on some donkeys that did three days hard time. (laughs)
2: oh god
0: (laughs) that's mini monsters every Thursday and Friday
2: (laughs) sounds like fun this week
0: it's usually, very deadly serious. That's what I'm so, saying. It's like I mean, the most serious there's show I do. me getting to talk
2: every week about things like souls being in demon anuses, and there you are with our bodies. Killers. I'm
0: just doing the fucking the the, the, the morning fucking <laughs> what, what are the, those uh, death announcement, the funeral, obituaries, or, uh, obituaries. That's literally what it feels like so doing. So Irish, historical obituaries with fucking Doctor steam
2: <laughs> I start to worry if like <laughs> <thing laughs> radio carries a, on it at seven o'clock in the morning. And you're sitting down listening. To the only obituaries.
0: thing is the obituaries are all from the one person's fucking body of work.
2: <laughs> and they didn't necessarily happen in the last few days.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. They're historical obituaries. No. <laughs> so that's Cujo, that's mm-hmm. one fucking crazy dog. But I still Is it weird that I still want to get a St. Bernard and call a Cujo? No like more to get than a ever. St. Bur-
2: I don't want to call a Cujo.
0: I have made my mind up that when I get my uh, my little British bulldog, he's gonna be called Chewbacca. Chewy for short. Yeah, I like. Th-
2: I think it suits the Saint Bernard
0: better. Nah, that's got to be Cujo. Mm-mm. Cujo.
2: I also Cujo. Yeah, it's yeah. A Cujo fucking name. I think it would suit an station more.
0: Think? Yeah. I don't know after, uh, after hearing about it. It's the same Bernard. It just has that look about it. That or Beethoven. But Beethoven's been overused. The fuck with that. With that. Uh, those names. oh uh,
2: yeah. Beethoven. <laughs>
0: with those dogs, I mean.
2: Imagine purpose. having to get angry with your Beethoven standing. Beethoven, bad Beethoven. <laughs> <By>
0: Beethoven. <laughs> That's the wrong symphony. He's a musician, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> Who the dark?
0: Yeah, he's got some classics in. He, he was, uh, was he deaf? Or, he was deaf, wasn't he?
2: He was deaf. He, he went deaf. He didn't or was start that off deaf. No, no, that was that was. Uh, oh, uh, Mozart was a bit like Vince McMahon, apparently. Yeah, but open people. Um, and
1: people yeah <laughs> and uh Bay for Thorn more was on death. that fucking
0: check out the weekend update <laughs> this <laughs> week we're gonna talk vince mcmahon kiss my ass love, no i'm pooping on his in and in turns <laughs> oh my god i can't believe, don't even get me started on like you know because we, we will be recording for the rest of the fucking night It yeah, is shit's fucking mind-boggling yeah i still
2: <laughs> i was like did i dream josh told me that
0: Oh, I mean this is someone I've watched my this is this is what it must have felt like for the people of the sixties with Jimmy Savile, to be honest. With you. It's just like this is someone you have watched on TV for years who's played a bit of a sleazy character but gotten away with it. For but he is a fucking years, sleazy character in real out. life. He just played the himself you've ever imagined. <laughs> oh God, then we'll have fun with that tomorrow when we talk about.
2: it.
1: No.
0: Anyway, what you got next on uh, the list?
2: The next one I have on the list is about um, a bear that I had a really good night.
0: Oh, yeah. I think everybody's heard of this one. This one did drones on the media big time. hmm Yep. Uh, I, I know his name, too. I know his name. You People call him the cocaine bear, but he is. Go on. You can say it. You're dying to say it.
2: Pablo Escobar.
0: Oh, I love
2: it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. Yeah, you. You like the podcast? Want some more? Then head on over to our Patreon page, where for just five euro a month, you get up to 12 extra shows in that month, along with piles of mini-sodes covering fun facts from the world of horror and true crime. Each week, we drop multiple shows, such as Real Monsters, where we look at the inspiration behind the movie killers, or Behind the Mask, where we take a look at the influential people and happenings in the world of Hollywood. All this, plus movie reviews, watch-alongs, and regular AMAs. That means ask me anything. You really do get a bang for your buck. And, and by bang, I mean like podcast. I'm not soliciting or anything. Shit. Um, Moving on. For just five euro a month, all this could be yours. So head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash IAA pod. That's www.patreon.com forward slash IAA pod and start listening now.
2: Okay, so basically, this guy, Andrew Thornton, he was fine home with a load of cocaine in his plane, and his plane was too heavy, so he threw all the cocaine off overboard and himself. Because the plane was starting to go down. Uh, so, while he was on the way out, he knocked his head off uh, off the door of the plane. Ooh. Yeah, coming out. So, obviously, there was nobody there to open his parachute. And he fell onto the ground and killed himself.
0: Oh, I've I actually watched a bit of a documentary about this. and mm. I heard the guy give all about it as well. He was, oh, yeah. Uh, he said he, he he looked out the window in the morning, saw someone lying in his back garden and called the cops and basically said, if you don't get this trespasser off my yard, I'm going to go out there and shoot him.
1: That's
2: Tennessee for <laughs> you.
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> the guy was already dead. Fuck me. Yeah, right. he was
2: not happy. So anyway, when this guy called the guards, uh, Detective Bob, that's all I could find about him.
0: Bob. Detective Bob. Shit. Do you think you find more about Bob it. shit. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, so he came and he was kind of leading the investigation, and he concluded uh, that looking at the you know the body and the connections that this cocaine must have come from this uh, kingpin drug law guy as Sid White, and that there had to be more.
0: So they've been after this guy. He was a bit of a Pablo Escobar himself,
2: exactly, okay. exactly. So meanwhile, in the Chattahoochee, a National Forest. Uh there was this big black American bear that had become highly aggressive and started attacking two hikers. I
0: think they prefer the term African American bear now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're fucking Stop it because I'm gonna lose my train of thought and it's gonna be a shit show.
1: Okay, go on.
2: So Elsa and Olaf.
1: No way.
2: Yeah. No way.
0: Yeah.
2: Elsa and Olaf. <laughs> I killed by no one of them is killed by the bear and Elsa and Sit that and kind freeze it. <laughs> and all laugh and laugh went running off. I'm going to hand over the laptop to you in a second.
1: <laughs> Go on, and,
2: and so that was the start of the bear's spree because the bear had found the rest of the cocaine that awesome. Bob was looking for. Yeah,
0: so the bear was in party mode.
2: The pair was yeah. The pear, the bear was absolutely in party mode. <laughs> the,
0: the, the bear was going pear shaped,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, his socks in the middle of the fucking
2: woods,
0: <laughs> <laughs> doing that whole big big box little box dance and all that Yeah.
2: So while the bear was raving, <laughs> there was two kids that had went. So uh, they were ditching school for the day. Uh, so that was Liz and. Uh, to go take coke with the
0: bear. <laughs>
2: yeah. But it Wasn't it? It was Dee Dee and a little guy called Henry. 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 So they're in the forest anyway, and Dee Dee gets chased off by the bear, and Henry loses his shit and he's like running around mm, trying to find a way out of the forest basically. But Dee Dee's school in the meantime had called her mom and oh, let her know that there was gosh, no yeah. sign of the kids at school, so she decided to go and look because she hadn't, she knew that they were going to had basically had an idea of where they were going for, from from watching the They were known to. for going
0: to the woods. They they like to play in the woods, essentially. Yeah, what so it was like that's it. if you're gonna go look for the kids, this is where to go look from.
2: Yeah, so exactly. So the mother she went off looking for the kids and she met Liz, the park ranger, and Peter, who was a wildlife activist. And he was coming in to like inspect the park and make sure everything was safe for the wildlife and blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Like uh the 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 health and safety oh. kind
2: of guy, but for animals, I suppose.
0: What was that, Yogi Bear's, oh, park ranger name, Dan?
2: Well, Liz was the park ranger.
0: Okay, who's Liz?
2: I just mentioned it was the park ranger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Liz is the park ranger. And then, uh, and then Peter—he was a wildlife activist. Okay. Yeah. So they were going out to, to do the trails because you know, Pete, like I said, Peter was basically like health and safety, nearly for the animals. Okay. Do you know? Like, yeah, an inspector. So they said that they'd bring Dee Dee's mom with them so that they can go look for the kids.
0: So it's like a national park. It's oh yeah, of, like, like one of these big, of big, these
2: big, big places. Yeah, yeah. Um. So they're out anyway. They're they're walking up to these waterfalls that they, they suspect that the kids must have gone to, and they come across Henry freaking out that Dee Dee had been chased off by this massive bear fuck me yeah so they're calming him down and like Joe Dee Dee's mom said Peter wasn't believing the wildlife activist wasn't believing him at first he was kind of like well bears don't do that and bears don't do this and and, 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 you know
0: what is the rules of that again is it different species I think lay down lay down if it's black fight back is that how it goes
2: I think they just need a cuddle
0: because I know you're supposed to stand up tall against one against and one curl up in a ball or the like they suggest that you, like they, that you have a big backpack on you so that like when you uh, curl up in a ball on the ground and the bear comes over it, will be clawing at your backpack Yeah, bridge, you know? yeah,
1: exactly they, they,
0: they said like regardless, it will fucking you will get injured when they come over they will claw at you and stuff mm-hmm. you just have to stay rolled up in that ball and not play dead Yeah, so that's yeah, it.
2: Exactly, exactly And then the
0: other type, you just have to make yourself as big as possible and Show a lot of balls. Yep.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so anyway, when they found Henry, the mm-hmm. bear decided to attack again. And that was sent Henry up a tree. Peter, the wildlife activist, also went up a tree and Dee Dee's mom hid behind a tree. It's which just Sounds terrible.
0: like the uh, the legendary bear in Red Dead Redemption 2, to be honest with you. Yeah. They had war with that bear.
2: So did live Liz. Yeah. yeah, the park ranger. So, yeah, there there is, there is a bit of a shootout with the bear that didn't really amount to much with the bear getting hurt. I was going to hurt. say
0: that. In Red Dead Redemption, you can be fucking rattling that bear with bullets and it'll keep running at you. And I always wondered, and I think we talked about, because we talked a bit more deeply about this story on Behind the Man, on Real Monsters this week. Yeah. And on Behind the Man. I think mean, this story kind of managed to make its way onto all three of our shows in one way or another. And we uh, we were talking about uh I was asking you about like what damage would a bullet do because a bear is so thick. Do you know? Mm-hmm. How, how, how how like far will the bullet get in? Will it get to will it hit a vital or will it hit the right you know, will it put him down? How big does the bullet have to be like, do you know? Yeah. I don't think a regular handgun is gonna put a gun is gonna put a fucking bear down unless you get a oh, I would assume, the eyes. yeah,
2: if you're like point blank you. Uh, in the yeah, head. Yeah.
0: I think in a body shot I would say the bear would have a good chance of surviving for a while he'd be able to, he'd have enough time to fucking kill you do
2: you think you'd be better off with a tranquilizer gun
0: if the tranquilizer worked really fast yes <laughs>
1: yeah
2: I
0: mean, I'd want to have it shot and it, it just like falls at my feet
2: <laughs> do yeah.
1: know,
0: I, 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 it doesn't, I don't need it to take effect I wonder time.
2: how fast though the tranquilizer would work on a coked up bear
0: oh yeah
2: Mm-hmm. Or would it give it a heart attack
0: Fucking upper end owner Jesus. That's yeah. dodgy uh,
2: Oh yeah So they reckon that the bear anyway He was addicted to cocaine at this stage Because when he decided To attack Henry and the gang Peter the wildlife activist he obviously went running He ran through some of this coke That had been um, dropped out of the plane that, 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 the, that the bear got its hands on So when himself and Henry Were up opposite trees The bear went straight for Peter
0: because he was covered in the coat. Because so he, he had
2: been, yeah, I don't think he was, I don't think it was like absolutely covered from head to toe. I think he he obviously, you don't know, got a bit on him, brushed it off. But bears obviously, being bears obviously, they have a really again, good sense of smell.
0: I pointed yeah. this out on real monsters as well. Yeah. About the sharks. Who oh, became, yeah. addicted they became addicted to cocaine and became frenzied in mm. the water, and it was proven by portraying bales that the police threw bales that looked identical to bales that the smugglers had been dumping into the water mm. when they when they thought they were about to be boarded by the Coast Guard. and uh, the sharks just came up and ripped the shit out of it and it right up, thinking it was it was coke, and they, and they had like a, an increase in attacks in that area because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, obviously these animals do like it, but. I can't imagine that amount of cocaine is good for a bear.
2: No, no, no. (laughs) Definitely not. Definitely not. So, there's a couple of other more attacks after that. Liz had gone back to the cabin to send for help. Uh, The bear followed her back. She was killed. A few other youths on site. but They were kind of, not vagrant, but they they were kind of mischievous. Dodgy. Dodgy youths, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I was going to ask you that. How many people are fucking around here at this point? Because we uh, were talking about Busy Park, but at the yeah. moment you, you've you listed Liz, this activist guy, mm. there's these two kids, the mm. kid's mom, mm-hmm. the cops are inside, there's a, what, at least two cops walking around the place looking, there's one or two cops walking around the place looking for uh,
2: two, clues I on think, drugs. yeah. Then and you this crazy had-
0: bear, and there's a few of these fucking drug addicts fucking pissing about yeah. the place. And
2: then Sid, the guy that owns the coke, that Detective Bob reckoned uh, Sid White, he yeah. sent his son and one of his goons. friends goons in <laughs> to have a to have a look for this coke as well. And basically,
0: salvage what was there, what they could.
2: Exactly, exactly. So, uh, Liz. But as we said She's dead they, The youths are dead uh, The paramedics that She called to come And save everybody The bear got to them as well <laughs> The bear got to them as well Okay How The did bear this got bear to them But they uh, But they actually Got away in the ambulance With with uh, Liz still alive And it was Basically He caused He must have caused The, the ambulance to crash Because Liz fell out And her face Got basically well, He chased
1: off. the so fucking thing she, down, right? He
2: chased the ambulance down And she He's Fell out of the ambulance Still attached to the gurney Her face just gone from the road yeah Uh, and then the other two are mauled by the bear Uh,
0: why is the bear so hungry i mean like i i understand i know that when you smoke cannabis you get hungry but i haven't i heard like traditionally haven't you heard like like models and stuff taking a load of coke so that they don't eat and they stay skinny (laughs) isn't that like kind of a would
2: it make you if yeah but okay if a bear's favorite thing to do though is to eat do you think if you're taking a lot of coke and your favorite thing to do in the whole wide world was, I don't know, like paint. Do you think you'd be like painting and not stop? But if you're a bear and like, if you're not sleeping and you're not like reproducing, your next favorite thing to do is eat. So I'm just going to go mad and eat.
0: Maybe. Or hunt. Or hunt.
2: Or hunt. And this took place. I and, um, to it was say he's fall. actually
0: fucking eating the whole thing. Uh, just ripping him up more than anything. But
2: the thing is, he would be hungry because he's coming into hibernation season. This happened like, uh, kind of fall, that kind of way. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So he's,
0: just, he's collecting up meat for the fucking winter. Could be. I
2: mean, I'm just thinking here. But, I mean, it could be. You wouldn't know.
0: Through a couple of lines, he's like, it'd be a great idea? Let's just, just stock up for the winter. Let's do this. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Exactly.
2: So, uh, in the meantime, the, uh, Detective Bob found some of this cocaine. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a bit of a standoff in the forest with Detective Bob and Sid's henchman and son. Okay. And um, then, obviously, the bear
0: sniffed them out
2: sniffed them out and came in um kind of swinging
0: would they ha- would, would a bear have like uh, a sense of smell of that good that like it could be in another area of the woods but the smell of that coke is there in that area and oh i'd say come, so come that way like i would think so i would assume so yeah i suppose if they're hunting hunters like yeah mm. okay so these guys now are in a standoff with each other Two guys versus bad other. guys, but they got this bear to deal with at the same time who also wants it. So it's a, the Mexican standoff between a bear, a cop, and a fucking pair of gangsters for a one ba- one big bag of coke.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And they were lucky they had that bag of coke, because ba- Bob used that bag of coke to distract the bear. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. But then Sid shot him. So at least not Sid a bear. Shot- yeah. Oh, Sid was there too. Yeah. Well, like his son wasn't the most reliable gangster and he still hadn't gotten his coke back yet so in case Neat. of having to follow up like
0: okay. make sure that <laughs> yeah, yeah follow the investment make sure he yeah, gets his money back uh, exactly
2: and like obviously he'd have had pressure from the man above him as well, well see, like that's
0: the thing like mm-hmm. i mean just because there was a fuck up with the delivery doesn't mean he isn't still gonna have cool. to pay that bill so it's a it's what i assume is millions
2: Oh, I think it was a um, valued about 15 million. Yeah? Yeah, 15 million. Mm.
0: And that's in the 80s? That's in the 80s. This
2: is so. 1985. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Didi's mom and Henry came across Olaf, his girlfriend also had been killed. And then he said that he had actually, he reckoned that he knew where Didi was and he went to take him and they came across this cave and sure enough Dee Dee was inside the cave and then the bear came and killed Olaf
0: holy shit yeah. so Olaf went with uh, Olaf uh,
2: he left he left the cave basically he was going to walk and we didn't get too far maybe like two or three steps outside the cave and then the bear got him
0: but he's gone with Elsa
2: he's gone with Elsa so they're reunited again
1: let it go <laughs>
2: So then, said Eddie and David. I never actually said his name before. Now that was the henchman. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He they find the cave, and that it kind of it led to a ledge that came out behind the waterfalls, where the kids were going. And then again, the bear came back into the cave. And so Didi's mom. Holy Henry, shit!
0: I just realized something because I got confused. Sorry to, to interrupt uh, you. No, 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 you're fine. But because uh, you brought up. Um, What's his name popping up? And I I didn't see it popping up. I forgot you mentioned that he shot fucking Bob.
2: Yeah. So is Bob there?
0: Shit he is. Shit. <laughs> Okay, back to the cave.
2: Okay. So, uh, they jumped out into the the three of them jumped out into the waterfall and they were followed by Eddie and David who apparently they had chosen to quit the drug business according to the to to, to Dee Dee's mom afterwards. To be fair, if I would probably a, quit the drug business. If a
0: day of your job is you being is you following a fucking drug addle bear to find the rest of your stash, I'm thinking there's easier ways to make money.
2: <laughs> well, to be honest, if I was Sid's son after what happened to Sid, I'd have been like, Yeah, I'm leaving this behind. What happened to Sid? Because Sid obviously feeling the pressure from up above, decided not to leave the cocaine and he shot the bear. When oh. the bear returned. And it did wound the bear, but didn't kill the bear. And Sid ended up getting disemboweled and fed to the cubs for dinner.
0: Oh, the cubs. It cubs, mm-hmm. was Mama Bear.
2: Mama Bear, yeah.
0: So Mama Bear was a cokehead.
2: Mama Bear just needed to let her hair down and night was off.
0: Did the cubs get any of the coke?
2: Oh, I bet you they'd be cute cubs like in Brave if they got their hands on the coke. <laughs> Extremely mischievous.
1: <laughs>
2: so, uh, Yeah.
1: That's, that's it, the story that's the, the story, there. the
2: three jumped out of the ledge from behind and got, like, got into the waterfall safe and sound and they made off and I suppose they are all distracted and feeding with Sid, and feeding on Sid.
0: And Sid yeah. got all the blame for this, I assume, his son and, and uh, David kind of seemed, did they do any time for this or sort of did they...
2: I have not from what I can Already
0: see. Are these pseudo, is The pseudo name? Is, is, is this guy kind of hidden? Maybe?
2: I would think that they are. Uh, yeah, because I mean, like even Detective Bob, I can't find much on Detective Bob and Bob's a very generic name. Maybe they were
0: trying to keep the whole fucking cocaine fucking, I mean, if I was US government, I wouldn't want to, people to know that one of my national parks had a fucking drug addict bear in it.
2: I also wouldn't want drug addicts to know that one of my national parks is riddled with cocaine. So <laughs> come on everybody. Oh,
0: I could still be there.
2: Well, 1985, it's probably oh, yeah. washed away.
1: Uh-huh. It wouldn't be much good. <laughs> They'd
2: want to check what the uh what the offspring of the animals were like since
0: 1985. <laughs> oh Christ, cocaine bear!
2: And now I get to listen to you.
0: Oh, well, we were talking about cocaine sharks. Mm-hmm. So uh, this shark, I don't think it was on cocaine, and I don't think it, I think it's a damn good thing it wasn't on cocaine. Because uh, we'll be getting into a guy that got nicknamed Jaws next. Okay, it's honesty time. We have a confession to make. We suck at socials. No good at Insta. Can't send a tweet or an ex or whatever that super villain looking motherfucker is calling it now. Stick to your space cars, Elon. But we know want to chat you want to be kept updated you want to be alive alive all the goddamn time so we're getting down from the anti-social soapbox and giving this a try so come chat to us on Insta and Twitter at alive alive hard or hit us up by email at its alive alive hard at gmail.com we want to hear from you tell us what you like what you don't like this is a project it's still a work in progress and we just want to give you more what you like and less of what you can't stand so give us a like give us a follow we'll always hit you back and we'll all Always try to reply to everyone. So come say hi. We don't bite, well, at least Amy doesn't. And she keeps me well fed, so you got nothing to worry about. Now back to the show. (laughs) So during an evening party on a New England coast, Chrissy Watkins and Tom Cassidy decided to sneak away and go for a skinny dip in the ocean. Tom, quite drunk, passed out on the sand before he could even undress. But Chrissy, un- undeterred, stripped down and dived right into the surf. When Tom woke, Chrissy was nowhere to be found. And she wouldn't be seen again, at least not in one piece. Yuck. You see, in the summer of 1975, the idyllic beach town of Amity was terror- terrorized by a creature unlike any they had ever seen. A great white shark estimated to be over 25 feet long and weighing in at a whopping 3,000 pounds. The beast, which locals nicknamed Jaws, had developed a taste for human flesh and was about to leave a trail of blood and fear in its wake. Do you know what I found out this week that surprised me? Mm. Amity, what Amity meant? Friendship, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, 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 it basically, because I'm finding it very hard to get through the story without saying Amityville. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I know Amityville means Friendsville, it makes it a whole lot scarier. <laughs> Welcome to Friendsville. Friendsville, you can stay here Could with us forever. Could you Friendsville
2: and ever. on Facebook at one stage? <clears throat> Wasn't that a thing, Friendsville?
0: I have no idea. I never played any of those stupid Facebook games. Why you play
2: the
0: vampire one? Huh? I know everybody lives. got into the farm one for a while. Not Farmville.
2: Farmville. I did in college. I swear, for my grapes uh, and my potatoes so I could harvest Riley right.
0: was getting shitty about that. And he was like, I, I, he was inside <laughs> playing a game on his phone. I was like, what's that game? It looks pretty cool. And he was telling me about the game. He was like, the only problem is you only get to play like one level every six fucking hours. Or well, he didn't say fucking every You're six enough, hours. You not. Every six saying. hours. <laughs> he was like, it's all right. Levels are long, but <sighs> it's such a way. <laughs> they're not paying for you no. uh, Amity, a seaside town Was preparing for the upcoming Independence Day weekend Their most financially lucrative time of the year The community depended on tourism As a major source of economic support And they waited eagerly for each summer To arrive when herds of Mainlanders came to sa- Savor Amityville show- Amityville's- Amity's <gasps> shores Fucking hell Amity's chief of police, Martin Brody, received a call at home regarding Chrissy Watkins' disappearance. Following the report made by Tom Cassidy that she was last seen off the coast, Brody, along with his deputy Jeff Hendricks, began their search on the beach. It was Hendricks who first stumbled upon the segmented remains of Chrissy washed up on the shore and, and being feasted upon by crabs. That
2: freaks me out. Crabs eating people.
0: Oh, the fact that the shark Eating her It had nothing But the crab eating What was left no, over No <laughs> But
2: you Yeah But I mean like Is that not like A really awful thing In your head Of like decaying flesh And this These well, crabs all over One it,
0: right? of the reasons I want to be Fucking cremated Is because I don't like The idea of being In a box eaten by insects
2: so. oh, I was about to say There's no crabs Getting you Where you're going If you're
0: buried No but There's maggots And worms and
2: I like the idea Of being planted As a tree
0: Oh, I think it's cool. I think that's cool. Right
2: think that's cool. My only <laughs> thing is, though, what if, like, your whole nervous system and all that, and then, like, comes cutting that tree down?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I like our current idea where we, where we both get cremated and mixed in together because we were doing the, we we're talking about doing that sand thing or the sand we get thing when we get married yeah. and to have our ashes mixed in together and to become one in death. Mm. <laughs> Unless it's like that Doctor Who. Well, what's the Doctor Who thing?
2: like they get cremated, but like how you go it is like how you are in the next life. So the people that are getting cremated are literally like screaming all through the next life. It was we'll one with that with that the mistress. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we will scream together. Aww. And you forget my name's the doctor now, so maybe I sort it out. Back at the police station, a call from the coroner confirmed that Chrissy Watkins was the victim of a shark attack. Fearing for the safety of Amity's many swimmers, Brody immediately set out to close the beaches until further investigations could be conducted. His intentions were quickly noticed by Mayor Larry Vaughn, who, fearing for the income loss that would result from closing the beach at such a pivotal point in the summer, attempted to convince Brody that a shark attack is too hasty of a conclusion. He persuaded him and the coroner to change Chrissy's official cause of death to mutilation by boat propeller. Despite this setback, Brody remained dedicated to the safety of Amity's citizens and tourists, regardless of the financial toll the town might endure. However, Mayor Vaughan held superiority over Brody and forbade him from taking any further action in the case. Over the next few days, ferry loads of tourists arrived on Amity's docks. The beaches were crowded with Brody constantly present as he was obviously extremely concerned about more potential attacks. As Brody and his wife Ellen sat in the sand, a young boy named Alex Kintner asked his mother for permission to go swimming. Though Mrs. Kintner noted that her son's fingers were starting to prune from the time he had already spent in the water that day, she allowed him 10 more minutes. I was that kid when I was younger. I fucking loved being in the water. We spent our whole summers in a caravan yeah. park right next to the beach. So like, we went swimming like three times a day. We'd go swimming. Like we'd get up in the morning. We'd go swimming. Mm. We'd hang out for a while. Then we'd have lunch. We'd go swimming. Then we'd hang out for a while, then we'd go swimming before dinner and then we'd have dinner and then that was it. But yeah. we'd go swimming three times a day and we'd be in there until we were fucking prunes like Fun. Alex and his yellow raft entered the ocean one last time before, se- before being set upon by what was unmistakably an enormous shark. Amid the ensuing panic of the other beach goers, Mrs. Kittner, who had not seen the attack, called out desperately for her son as the bloodied and shredded remains of his raft washed up in the shore. With dozens of witnesses to Alex Kittner's gruesome death, the presence of a shark in Amity's waters was undeniable and Brody was finally permitted to close the beaches. Alex's grieving mother even offered a $3,000 reward to anyone who could catch the shark that killed her son, and a town meeting was held to discuss the official shark problem. There, Brody announced that the police department would be expanding its efforts to keep the beaches safe, as well as bringing in a shack expert from the Ocean Hang on Oceanographic Institute to assist them. Most of the assembled townspeople were more concerned with the finances than the safety, to be honest, and remained angry about the beaches being closed, although Mayor Vaughn assured them it would only be for 24 hours.
2: Priorities, like...
0: But this is it. Do you know what it feels like? It feels like um, Summer Isle all over again. Mm. The, the, you, know, the, the, you have this small island that depends on this very specific time of year to be successful for yeah. the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, It's very old school. It's very like, you know, when we're watching Vikings and stuff like that where it's like you have to, or even when I'm listening to stuff about Medieval Ireland on podcasts, like mm. on the Irish History Podcast, mm-hmm. and it's like, you need to have a good fucking summer. I mean, the Irish potato famine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> If you shit too, goes yeah. wrong, shit, you're, Like, I think it was mentioned in the, like, by one of the witnesses from this time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, if we had a bad summer, it's welfare for the rest of the fucking year. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, they, there was a bit of a panic. And when, um, even with the, the idea of just it being 24 hours, the crowd took off again, like something no, out of the soap pack. You know, the whole rabble, 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 mm-hmm. rabble, rabble, rabble. But that chatter was quelled by a weather battered man by the name of Sam Quint, an eccentric and roughened looking uh, fisherman who guaranteed the capture and slaughter of the offending shark for the price of $10,000. Though his offer was not accepted at that point, Quint seemed confident that the job would fall to him eventually. With Mrs. Kittner's reward made public, scores of amateur shark hunters crowded Amity's docks, coming from all over the northeast. Two local men made a clumsy attempt to lure the shark with a pork roast, which resulted in one of them nearly becoming the shark's third victim. Arriving at the same time as the horde of overconfident fishermen was Matt Hooper, a shark expert from the Oceanographic Institute hired by the Amity Police. After meeting with Brody, Hooper was allowed to view the remains of Chrissy Watkins, which were brought to him in an ominously small plastic box. Hooper visibly shaken after examining the mangled body parts assured Brody that Chrissy did not die in a boating accident, but was in fact attacked by a shark. Not long after that the bounty went out for Jaws. Well jaws. I was gonna say it went out for his head, but I suppose like the jawbone is kind of the trophy to keep in the situation, isn't it? I've
2: never oh yeah, I've more commonly seen shark's jaws than a shark.
0: You you don't see a skull, so is that all that is there of their skull? Do they have more skull?
2: I am going to check this out, because that's a good question. Because
0: I've only ever seen their jaws, you know, up on display.
2: I would have assumed in my head that their skeleton was just a very, very, very big version of, like, the sardine skeletons that you'd see in Tom and Jerry and stuff.
0: Yeah, I could kind of... Yeah. no
2: but i mean like they have like whale skeletons in natural history museums so surely yeah I, oh no they have a skull i Do think
1: they? yeah they have to
2: yeah it's it's like their jaws are here but then like their 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 nose snout thing kind of comes out and like um like like nearly a knife blade but like not connected so you could take the, this part off but just have the jaws
0: crazy okay but usually the trophy was the jaws yeah and jaws is jaws is what they were looking to get here the town thought they could breathe a sigh of relief when the corpse of a large tiger shark was displayed on the docks, having been caught by some of the contending fishermen. Brody was initially elated, believing the nightmare to be over, until Hooper examined the creature's mouth and determined that the bite radius did not match the wounds on Cussy Watkins' remains and therefore was likely not the shark they were seeking. Hooper, wanting to be certain, suggested that he examined the contents of the shark's stomach, as its slow digestive system would ensure that recent meals would still be inside. Brody supported the plan, but Mayor Vaughn seemed disturbed by the notion and disapproved. He was kind of afraid that uh, the sight of, you know, if they if they were to cut that shark open and they had the right shark, mm. the sight of uh, a dismembered child's body falling on oh, its yeah. guts would uh, yeah. put the tourists off just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, When news got out of the shark's shark's capture, Mrs. Kittner arrived to face her son's killer. Clad in black and choking back tears, she approached Brody and slapped him across the face, furiously accusing him of keeping the beaches open despite having prior knowledge that there was a man-eating shark in the water.
2: I lost my shit.
0: Well, it wasn't Brody's fault, was it?
2: Well, no, but I mean, it was misdirected, but I lost my fucking shit at someone.
0: Brody later said this incident made him both angry and ashamed and made him determined to prevent further attacks. I suppose he was ashamed in the sense of that he didn't stand up harder God against the mayor like, and yeah. say, fuck off, we yeah. are closing this place, you can stick it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, privately, Brody and Hooper discussed the shark situation, underlying their earlier suspicion that the captured tiger shark was not the animal responsible for the deaths of Alex Kittner and Chrissy Watkins. Hooper believed that the culprit was not a tiger shark, but a great white shark. And unless it could be stopped, it would be likely remain in Amity's waters until its food source ran out.
2: So in other words, until the people had the common sense to stay out of the waters in Amity.
0: Exactly. So Hooper and Brody decided to examine the shark's stomach contents themselves regardless of Mayor Vaughn's opinion. The men visited the deserted docks that night and located the dead tiger shark hooper sliced by belly open only to find some bisected fish several tin cans and a louisiana license plate leading him to theorize the sharks made it, the shark made it up it They made its way up the Atlantic coast from the Gulf of Mexico, finding no human remains. Hooper and Brody confirmed that this could not be the shark they were after. So do sharks just fucking eat anything. I was just about
2: to ask, how come the license plate didn't kill him?
0: I thought you had
2: at least got like a perforated bowel or
0: something from that. Uh, Hooper convinced Brody to continue their investigation out on the water, though, Brody was terrified of the ocean.
2: And uh, that probably wasn't made better by the 3,000-pound man-eating shark swimming around there, like.
0: Nah, nah. <laughs> uh, using sonar equipment, Hooper located a large object a good distance away from the shoreline. Brody recognized it as, a, as the boat of Ben Gardner, a local fisherman. Hooper went to investigate the half-submerged craft and threw on his scuba gear before entering the water. It was on this dive that Hooper discovered a large hole in the hull of the boat and claims to have found an enormous tooth embedded on the side. Hooper says that while examining the tooth, he was suddenly horrified to find the corpse of Ben Gardner floating out of the hull. And out of shock, he says he dropped the tooth and his flashlight while rushing back to the surface. Brody and Hooper made yet another attempt to reason with the mayor, hoping their latest discoveries would make, you know, a bit of a difference. But Vaughn, however, still stubbornly dismissed their arguments, insisting that even with the evidence of Ben Gardner's ravaged boat, there was no proof that a shark was responsible. Hooper explained that he pulled the tooth of a great white shark out of the hull of Gardner's boat, but Vaughn merely rebuffed him once again since Hooper could not produce the tooth he had dropped in the water. Though he allows Brody and Hooper to take extra precautions to keep the beaches safe, he refuses to close them. Now, Independence Day weekend finally arrives, bringing plenty of tourists. But the beach goers were, to say the least, uneasy about Mm. the amount of police boats patrolling the water looking for the shark. Vaughn was concerned and all was swimming. So a personal friend of his has come forward and said, like, he came up to him and he was like, buddy, you need to get the fuck in that water. Start encouraging people, you know, like, if you go in, if they see you go in, then other people will follow. So he convinced this man to take his his, himself and his wife and his grandchildren into the water to put everyone else's mind at ease, which worked. And people did fucking following right. so remaining on the beach brody was aiding with the shark patrol his eldest son michael wished to take his new sailboat out into the water with his friends but brody asked him to take it to the adjacent estuary estuary, estuary. is that how do you pronounce yeah, that estuary. just to be safe what's an estuary what's the difference why why is it safer there
2: why would an estuary be safer is uh... it just shallower water Yeah, it's the tidal mouth of a a river where the tide meets the stream. So, I would assume that the river doesn't want to go upstream.
0: Okay. uh, So, Michael reluctantly agrees. (coughs) Excuse me. And in the meantime, a dorsal fin appeared among the swimmers (laughs) in the main water and panic erupted. The crowd scrambled back into the beach and the police boats closed in only to discover that the shack was merely a cardboard fin wielded by two young pranksters in snorkel gear. <laughs> Could you help yourself, really, though? Someone had to do it.
2: I would like to know how they made it out of cardboard and the cardboard didn't crumple in the sea. Yeah, teeth. how'd you Fair get that far into the water
0: them. before, you know, yeah. anyone noticed it? Because it would have to go underwater to get it there, wouldn't it?
2: It would, or else you're just a kid with a fin on its back.
0: <laughs> you will be noticed on your way out shh don't tell them <laughs> <laughs> the beach goers began to relax but a young woman overlooking the water sees the unmistakable form of a huge shark making its way to the estuary where michael and his friends were sailing the woman's cries at first were dismissed as another prank but when ellen reminds her husband that their son is in the pond Brody goes to investigate Michael and his friends are approached by a man in a rowboat who is instructing them on knotting techniques when boat vessels are suddenly capsized by the shark known now as Jaws. After the startled sailors surfaced and made their way back to their turned over boats to safety, a terrified Michael watched in paralyzed horror as the older sailor man failed to reach his rowboat in time, resulting in him being ripped apart by the giant shark. Michael and his friends were thankfully brought safely back to shore, though Michael did have to be taken to hospital to be treated for shock. Brody confronted Vaughn once again and put his foot down, demanding that real action needed to be taken to deal with the shark. Vaughn, realizing that his own children were on the beach that day as well, finally relents and gives Brody full permission to close the beaches and do all that is necessary to stop the shark. Sam Quint, the hardy old fisherman with the 10 grand price tag, was immediately hired. Though Quint was a vastly experienced shark hunter and wanted to take on the mission alone, Brody insisted that he and Hooper go along as well. There is... Instant tension between Quint and Hooper, with Quint seeing Hooper as a rich snob with no real shark hunting experience, and Hooper seeing Quint as a reckless trill seeker with a bullish attitude. Though Hooper proves himself to be a capable sailor, the discomfort remains as the three men embark on their voyage in Quint's boat, the orca. I wonder if you named that, because the orca is the killer whale, isn't it?
2: The orca is the killer whale, yeah. And
0: they are killer whales because they kill sharks. Yeah. Alright, right, so I guess that's why he named his boat there, because we will learn why he dislikes sharks very soon, but uh, this is obviously why he had named his boat,
2: the The Orca. Orca.
0: Once out at sea, the men set about attracting the shark by ladling chum off the stern of the boat.
2: So what was the plan? Harpoon, once it got closer, just throw a fishing rod in and hope for the best. Fishing rod? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Quint attached a line of piano wire to a sturdy rod secured against a specially designed fishing chair on the deck. After hours of waiting, the wire got tight and eventually snapped as the immense creature swam under the boat before disappearing again. It was at this point Brody, Hooper and Quint realized the enormous strength of their aquatic adversary. Mm. As the voyage pressed on with no further sign of the shark, Brody grumpily ladled more chum off the back of the boat when, without mourning, the massive head of a great white shark emerged briefly from the depths below. Hooper noticed the shark beginning to circle the boat and Quint rushed out for a look. He estimated that the shark was 25 feet long and weighed 3 tons at least. After backing orders to Brody and Hooper, Quint began to fire harpoons tied to plastic barrels intended to both slow the shack down and make its presence more visible. So, like, when the shack was around because the barrels were harpooned to it, you would see the fucking barrels floating along the Oi. wall. Oh, yeah. Though Quint hit the shark with three harpoons, the barrels had no effect and the shark easily pulled them underwater and out of sight. Luckily enough though, in the midst of all the ruckus, Hooper managed to attach a tracking device to the beast before it retreated again. That night, the men had dinner and drinks below deck, surprisingly beginning to bond as they compared scars from their experience with various sea creatures. Brody noticed that Quint had had a tattoo removed, and Quint told him that the former tattoo represented the U.S. Navy cruiser Indianapolis, on which he had been a sailor in World War II. Quint went on to illustrate the horrible day in July of 1945 when the Indianapolis was sunk by Japanese torpedoes, leaving over 1,100 men floundering in shark-infested waters. Quint witnessed 800 of his comrades being picked off by sharks. The experience combined with survivor's guilt had ignited Quint's deep-seated hatred of sharks and the rootless satisfaction he finds in hunting them. Brody said later that the men began to sing a rowdy sea chanty to lighten the mood, but were interrupted by the returning shark violently crashing into the boat and causing a leak. Quint rushed to the deck and fired a rifle at the tree at the tree telltale barrels, but the shark escaped once again.
2: Smart shark.
0: Yeah, fucking hell! Imagine this shark and Sharknado would we be in like major trouble? We'd Not if we had doing. Quint apart. Huh? Is that what our mouse is? Is our mouse like the jaws of mice?
2: <laughs> it's a smart little fucker, but the only thing is it's making itself fat and the last time I saw it like going in under the utility room door it was wiggling in its You're little struggling. Butt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's gonna trap himself in here at some stage.
0: The next day, the men attempted to repair the boat with limited success. Seawater had contaminated the diesel fuel and the black smoke billowing from the exhaust pipe confirmed that to the men. They had taken on some serious engine damage here. But they had no time to worry about that as Jaws met his way in to finish the trio off while they were at their weakest or in their hour of need. Quint instructed Hooper to grab the barrels with a hook and secure them to the stern. Hooper completed the task successfully, allowing Quint to attempt to drag the shark by powering the boat to full throttle, but the shark used its own incredible strength to pull the boat in the opposite direction, nearly capsizing it and causing further structural damage before Quint could cut the boat free of the wire that binded them. According to Hooper, the shark broke free from the barrels and submerged again. Now, at this point, Brody wanted to call him for more help. Okay. And uh, this will kind of show you the type of person Quint was. Quint freaked the fuck out, picked up a baseball bat, freaked the fuck out, and started smashing the CB radio while Brody was trying to call for help. It was like he was determined that he was going to be the one to be bringing the shit. This this sounded like some Moby Dick kind of shit. This guy was like, this is my fucking whale. I'm taking it in, like, you know? Uh, he had a grudge. Yeah, he was getting the, 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 this great mm-hmm. wife, you know? Yeah. Despite the hard feelings on board the Orca, the trio had to put their feelings aside to deal with the problem at hand. Jaws was closing in, dismissing Hooper's protests that he is over overtaxing the already damaged engine. Quint put the foot down or arm forward. I don't know how to drive a boat. Do they have the. You, you, you push the lever forward to go faster, isn't it?
2: I don't think you use your feet.
0: Yeah, I don't think you your so either. By okay. <laughs> the way, the engine inevitably failed, leaving the boat to slowly sink in the vast haunting hunting ground of the bloodthirsty shark. Quint, strangely calm, offered life jackets to the other men, though he took none for himself.
2: He sounds like uh, Randy Quaid's character in Independence Day. He has the same grudge with the shark as Randy did with the aliens, and by yeah. the sounds of it. He planned to take Jaws out the exact same way Randy got the aliens.
0: I love that. Better alive, he'll get a man shark bounty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking man shark bounty. I don't know. He, he's, he's just going to go get him. What, what was it he said as he flew into the fucking uh, spaceship again?
2: yippee motherfucker.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> was it, hey, boys, I'm home or something like that. It was oh, something epic.
2: Yeah. I know Randy yeah. Quaid's
0: a fucking, he's a bit of a lunatic, apparently.
2: Oh, I just forgot which... Yeah, no, hey, I remember.
0: He's a bit crazy. He's uh, Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid? Jack Quaid is the, Scream, right?
2: I thought that was Dennis Quaid's son.
0: Yeah. No, no, yeah, he's, that's what I was going to say. He's his nephew.
2: Or are they brothers. Randy yeah. Quaid? Dennis Quaid? Didn't know that. You I thought, didn't know that? I I
1: thought Randy and Dennis, Dennis Quaid just, are brothers. Yeah, yeah, No, I thought it was just a
2: coincidence. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't yeah. know many Quaids. Jack
0: Quaid is his nephew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you knew that. No,
2: nope. well, I knew Jack Quaid was... Re- Dennis Quaid's it's son.
0: Fun, yeah, but, yeah, Dennis and Randy Quaid are brothers.
2: Let me have a look at him. It's this, uh, this. Why, why, why did I never get this?
0: Because they're very different. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, she's looking shocked now. She can't believe it. Fucking,
2: uh, fucking National Lampoon. Fucking Randy Quaid.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, 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 did you not know that? You?
2: No, I know that's Randy Quaid. I just still can't get over that he's Dennis Quaid's brother. Yeah. It doesn't matter.
0: Anyway, running out of options, Hooper resorts to putting on his scuba gear once again and having Quint and Brody lure him into the water inside a shark-proof cage. His aim being to inject the shark with poison using a harpoon syringe. Would you go down in one of these shark cages?
2: I couldn't go down in a small shark cage. Um, I'd want to have an L. cage before I get in, like, see how strong it is. <laughs> if I can't bend it, the shark definitely can't.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> that fine. wasn't the case here. Quint pointed out that even the needle on the harpoon gun was too small to pierce the shark's hide, but Hooper believed he could inject it into the beast's mouth. The cage proved to be no match for the shark, whose attack, who attacks Hooper with such ferocity that he drops the harpoon and is forced to hide in a reef while his cage is destroyed.
2: But why do they keep sending Butterfingers Hooper down there? Like, he dropped the shark to his torch and now he's after dropping the harpoon gun. I don't send the guy to start as easily down to deal with the giant shark is,
0: <laughs> at all. <laughs> Brody and Quinn hauled up the remains of the shark cage and could only assume that Hooper was dead.
2: Assume. Like, would the water not be running red? Like, uh, not be a clear indication.
0: I don't know, maybe he pulled him down deep enough before ripping him up. I don't know. I mean, does it get diluted enough quickly that you wouldn't see it, maybe? I mean, all the hubbub of everything that's going on. I don't know, I've I mean, never seen a real shark attack. You they barely have time to react before the shark leapt from the water like a breaching whale and landed most of its body into the sinking stern of the boat, nearly breaking the vessel in two. Quint and Brody desperately clung to the cabin as the boat was upended. upended with the shark's gaping mouth at the bottom of the drop so basically imagine the boat is going up like the Titanic was you know up on its side yeah. like there at the top holding on and at the bottom is the shark's mouth open wide waiting to fucking eat him
1: huh.
0: Quint ultimately lost his grip and despite Brody's best efforts to pull him to safety slid into the mouth of the shark and was gruesomely shredded and devoured right in front of the petrified Brody the shark with Quint's bloodied corpse in its mouth slid back into the water Horrified and believing himself to be the only survivor of this seemingly doomed mission, Brody hastily entered the cabin of the rapidly sinking boat and grabbed one of Hooper's pressurized air tanks that he used for oxygen while diving. The shark smashed through the side of the boat again, its enormous mouth perilously close to Brody, who attempted to fend it off by bludgeoning it with the tank. The shark retreated with the air tank now lodged in its jaws. With little more than the boat's mast remaining above water Brody climbed to the to its summit with a rifle in hand Now possessing some of Quint's courage and madness Brody fired at the approaching shark aiming at the air tank in its mouth At last Brody hit its mark The tank blew to pieces taking the shark's head with it leaving Brody celebra- or celebrating triumphantly as blood and shark flesh ran down around him into the sea What?
2: that's not me swimming in the sea this summer uh, Paddling pool is going to do the job for me i think i
0: <laughs> oh yeah, would we'll fill it with ice and beer like homer simpson clothing option
2: yeah but we have no fedging or fedging, hedging hedging <laughs> <laughs> or fencing so the neighbors they're not going to be happy with that what are they going to
0: complain about you're gorgeous you're grand
2: yeah but like that's double standards like, i'm naked in the back garden and it's gossip but if you're in the name naked in the back garden you're a sex offender so you can keep your mankini on
0: you heard it here first from Amy Rose. No <laughs> togs, no entry to the private pool and the steen estate this summer.
2: Mainly because it's in no way private paddling pool in the middle of a housing estate.
0: Ah, it's Ireland. By the time you realise it's hot enough to go swimming, it's raining again, and we're back inside listening to us.
2: <laughs> and there's always plenty to listen to. with say what weekend update, creepy pasta crypt, mini monsters, Patreon exclusives, behind the mask and real monsters, and of course this show right here. It's alive, alive, coming out every Wednesday, every Wednesday most of the time.
0: <laughs> Until then, don't forget to like and su- subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Audible, Google Pods, Acaster. Wherever you listen to your podcasts.
2: Also, you can follow us in all socials at Alive Alive or follow my personal pages at Amy Rose IAA for some great content, pictures, and podcast updates.
0: See, the script says pretty pictures, but she keeps dodging that one. It's like, I don't want to say pretty pictures. I don't want
2: to say pretty (laughs) (laughs) pictures. They're pictures. They're not pictures. They're photos. They're photos.
0: Sexy pictures. Wow! <laughs> it's a live, live podcast all the guts and gore, none of the guilt. See you all next week. Same a live, alive Same Harvest channel.
1: Love you. Bye bye. Bye bye.